What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Well-Rounded Wolf Podcast. We are glad to be back. Glad to have you listening wherever you are. You could have been doing anything else in the world, but you're hanging out with us. That's cool. I'm your host, co-host, Calvin. And I'm Angela. And we're ready to rock and roll. So let's jump right to it. So tomorrow is Super Bowl. So we record this. We're recording this on Saturday at this point. Tomorrow you got the Super Bowl. Angela, who you picking? Rams. 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 All What's the your, way. Give me a score prediction. Rams, I'm going to say 17 to 3. Rams 17 to 3. So by the time y'all listen to this, the game will be over. So you'll know who was right and who was wrong. I'm going to say... I really want to say Rams, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but because she said Rams 17-3, to I'm going to say uh, Bengals 28-21. to 21. Mm-hmm. Bengals 28-21. to 21. Book it. No. <laughs> all right. All right. So why are you going for the Rams? I'm going for the Rams because we have a Clintonian who's playing for the Rams. His name is Cam Akers, so I am supporting him all the way. So that's why I'm going for the Rams. Heard that. So Cam Akers, number, I think he wears 23 for the Rams, actually went to Clinton High School in little bitty Clinton, Mississippi. With our son. Yeah. Uh, He won a state title, I don't know, 2017, maybe something like that. But anyway, great young man when he was here. Far as I know, he's still a great young man, so we're wanting the best for for Cam Akers. Absolutely, and uh, you know, hope we have a, a real good game. All right. Um, what else we need? Oh yeah, halftime show. Halftime show. You got you got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Eminem, Mary J. Blige. Yes, Kendrick Lamar. You excited about that? Does that does that Turn you on? I like Mary J. You like Mary J? I like Mary J. She's smooth. Okay. All right. So a little Mary J. And, I, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be a good good act. They've kind of been dipping down for a while with the halftime act. But I think that's a nice lineup. Kind of bring back a little bit of old school 90s. Would you yeah. say those are 90s acts? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 90s acts. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see if Dre still doing his thing. He uh, He's about... I can't remember what they settled on, but several million dollars light after his recent divorce. So, mm. so we'll see what's up with that. But he ain't, he ain't hurting. I think he owns Beats or sold Beats by Dre or whatever. You don't know nothing, none of that, do you? I do. Okay. Well, he's like a close to a billionaire, I think. Okay. So, yeah, recent divorce. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The day after the Super Bowl on Monday, February 14th, the day. For lovers. <laughs> yeah, a day for lovers. We taking it low key, but all of you out there, hope y'all are doing something, uh, you know, going out to eat or whatever it is that, that people do on Valentine's Day. We talked in the last episode about how much money people spend. I think the average was, was that one like $130 a person or something like that? Yeah, I think it was a little higher than that, like 160 something yeah. per person, I think. Yikes. Anyway, we're not doing that. No, we're not. So, yeah. And then if we do something, it'll probably be the next weekend. Uh, and and it, it'll it be something very low-key. But to all of you out there, I hope you have a 
a great Super Bowl. Hope you have some great snacks. Hope you enjoy the the uh, commercials, the halftime show. Then I hope you follow it up with uh, a great Valentine's. You know, they say a lot of people, I don't know what the statistics are, but tons of people like call in to work the after Super Bowl and all that. So mm. we'll, we'll know how that'll go. You think everybody at your office is going to show up? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I think so. I didn't request off, so I'll be there. Okay. All right. But speaking of today, happy mm-hmm. birthday to my niece. Her name is Cena. Shout out to Cena. Happy birthday. You're not supposed to tell ladies' ages, but I think I can. No, right? you cannot. No? Okay. No. Well, happy birthday, Cena. <laughs> happy um, birthday, Cena. Calvin, earlier, he and I were talking about um, we were talking about the kids when they were younger and they came to um, Alabama with us. And they can swim well, you know, um, even as kids. But, Cal, tell the story about them getting into the lake and how you reacted. Oh, it's it's not a good story. But I'm just the kind of person I am. I'm just real, uh, I don't know, we'll call it anxious, I guess. Uh, and they were, they were both out there, you know, swimming, having a good time. But they were, you know, like go under. And push the other one's head under. And I'm saying, I can't swim. I'm the only adult. They were, I'm going to say they were in that 11, 13 age range. Maybe a little bit younger, but somewhere right up in there. And I'm at, you know, sitting on the bank watching them. Because I, I was the cool uncle for a minute. Took them to swim. But I cannot swim. And so watching them go under and it seemed like they wouldn't surface for, you know, several seconds or whatever. And that was making me nervous. So after about three minutes out there, I'm like, uh-uh, y'all, up here. Like, we we got to go find something else to do. Let's go to the mall, walk around, or something like that. Which also reminds me, even when I was in uh, high school, I spent the night with a dude. His name was John Savage. And then his buddy, uh, Danny, I forget Danny's last, Stamps, Danny Stamps. Uh, they were out there swimming. I couldn't swim, so of course I'm sitting on the bank. And these dudes were white. Uh and they're out there just, you know, wrestling and going under and throwing each other around. And it seems like they wouldn't come up for, it seemed like, minutes. And, you know, I'm, even then, I'm sitting there like, I felt like the parent or whatever. Because I'm sitting there anxious for them. And I it told them then, uh-uh, y'all, we, let's, we got to find something else to do. Y'all to drive me crazy. <laughs> so I'm just a dude that I've always been on, like, the, the, the side of caution and all that kind of stuff. You know me. I don't even do, uh, what do you call that when you're driving? And cruise cruise control. I don't need. <laughs> so we talk about automatic cars and all that. Shit, not me. I don't even believe in cruise control. I want to be in control of all of it. You know, the, the steering, the braking. The I don't. I don't do that. You know, auto accelerate. All, none of that. I can't imagine being in a car and it. You know how to park for you. Which I can't parallel park either. I just got. You park. need that car. I got to look, look for a regular park. <laughs> But ain't oh enough my. about me, as they say. As what did I say? As but I digress. But yeah. I digress. Yeah. And so, if we, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, we are a personal and professional development podcast, and we like to talk about random stuff. So, uh, if you do something really cool and you'd like to be a guest on the show, hit us up, and we will we will potentially invite you in if it's a good fit. So, you know, let us know. Let us know. And uh, the other thing about the Super Bowl is we're going to be watching it a little bit differently than most people because we're going to be watching it for the score. 
because of Rocket Mortgage. Oh, yeah, I need my numbers to hit. I got nine numbers. And the way it works out is if if your number, you know, you pick the numbers on a board. But anyway, every time the score changes, Rocket Mortgage, and they're not a sponsor of the show, but Rocket Mortgage, if you're listening, you can be a sponsor of the show if that money is right. But anyway, um, you get those numbers to hit, and then they're going to do a drawing. And right. every time the score changes, somebody's going to win $50,000. And two at two points, at halftime and the end of the game, I think, two people are going to win $500,000. That'll get me, 500 grand will get me caught up on my bills. <laughs> yeah, me yeah, too. It'll get me, it'll get me caught up on my bills mm-hmm. and more than caught and up. And then some. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Gay Lord, here I come. Yes, 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 yes. We're talking about Gaylord, the Gaylord Opryland Opry Land Resort, Resort in Nashville, Tennessee. That's a, a vacation we took that we just said we would go back to because of how cool the uh, the rooms and stuff are. So we'll have to talk about that one of these episodes. Yeah, we will. That's a sweet live. You're in the southeast, and you like, you know, this ain't no place you go to shake your booty and all that. But if you want to chill, what I call like a, a chill vacation, that's a, that's a nice little vacation for you. Um. Angela, you got an announcement? Oh, yeah. We have to congratulate Stephanie Evans from Colorado Springs, Colorado. She was the person who emailed us first to let us know that she listened to the entire episode. And Stephanie has won a $10 Starbucks gift card. I I heard that, Stephanie. So we actually had uh, several people to respond, but Stephanie was first. Yes, yeah, so Stephanie was first. So shout out to you, Stephanie. Uh, you did your thing, and we appreciate you uh, listening and responding. And so the rest of y'all out there, you know, send us send us some feedback. I know our engagement with our uh, listeners is, is really uh, picking up. So thank y'all. Season two. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. We are so, so happy. All right. Angela, what we got coming up next? Well, I'm trying to find. You trying to look for some some applause for Stephanie? No, I was looking for my transition to my next episode, but all right, so it should say whoosh or swoosh or something there like that, right? <laughs> all right, so next we have what are you into? All right, who's going first? You are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change what I had down, and I'm going. What I'm into right now is learning. And the reason I'm saying that, y'all, is for people that are over 40, over 50, over 30, over whatever age, over 60, over 70. Um, you stole over 80. mine. Huh? You stole mine. Well, that's cool. <laughs> uh, like, learning is good. Like, I just started a new job, and it has a lot of kind of ins and outs to it and things to learn and all that. And we'll talk more about it a little bit later. Uh, after I find out if I'm going to really like it. Uh, but right now, it's a lot to learn, and it's fun. It's a remote uh, remote position, and I'm just really enjoying working from home right now. And right now, it's training, like eight weeks of training, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, a lot of talking to customers, the elderly, on the phone. So I'm kind of looking. So learning. I've, I've been, I'm enjoying learning new things and using using skills I've picked up in other places to kind of uh, go along with this and and do something different. So that's that's what I'm into right now. Also, 
I'm going to do another one. I'm also into the Message Bible. We, you know, we were talking on the phone to Dorothy, and I was expressing to you and her, like, and I, I just feel like I'm ready to turn somebody off when I say this, but it's the truth. The Bible's a tough read, right? So-and-so, Abraham, and uh, we get it, all honey. his, we get it. this person and that person and all that. So I'm like, man, this is just a tough read. But Dorothy recommended the Message Bible, which is, I guess, like more contemporary. And I've been reading it every day. And it's still a tough read, but I think it's a little bit easier than King James or whatever. I'm sure somebody will email us and tell us, you're not reading the real Bible. Okay, sorry. But um, cool. But it's, it's sticking. I'm returning. So I'm into that. That's another thing I'm into. What about you? Um. I'm into organizing. Um, I like everything in its place, and I've been decluttering and things of that nature. So organizing, um, I want to start buying one book to read once a month. So I think that's something I'm going to keep on my list. Learning as well, um, how to take better care of your of myself. And that includes mentally and physically because sometimes you just need a mental break and sometimes you need to take care of your body physically. So just, you know, taking better care of myself in those aspects. Okay. Well, cool. Cool. Well, that's some good stuff to be into. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something, but we'll we'll catch it uh, next time, I guess. All right. What's next? What's next is your turn for Guess Who? Yes. And I'm going to get it right today, too. I'm going <laughs> to guess. I, I think I'm I'm one one for two. One for two. I That's got the correct. first one. Was way off last time on uh, Booker T. Washington. It didn't, it didn't resonate with me at all. And the first one was, do you remember who the first one was? That was not a good. Not a good shuffle. Not at all. That was like a dud. Well, you know, I'm a better shuffler. And here's the thing: on this deck of cards, there, you know, there's no jokers in there, so we can't really play spades with those cards. No, there's not. You want me to cut? No, you, want you me to just pick? pick your card. Oh, so I'm gonna pick. Oop. They gonna see it? Is that upside down or? It's upside down. We doing this on YouTube, although Angela doesn't want herself to be seen. Okay, so. that's good enough. All right, so. But if you go on YouTube, you'll see my smiling face. Okay. Let me see here. At the heart at the heart of the Harlem Renaissance, his writing intended to uplift African Americans by instilling a pride and sense that blacks is beautiful. Okay, hold on. I did not read that very well. At the heart of the Harlem Renaissance, his writings intended to uplift African Americans by instilling a pride and sense that black is beautiful. All right. We got a break. We got a break character. I want to answer now. I feel like it's Langston Hughes. You're correct. Ding, 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 ding. Find it. You got to find my buzzer for a right answer. Where? Where is well, it? Well, you broke character. Ding, 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 ding. There's the wrong answer. Where's the right answer? Small bell. Oops. Hang on. 
Is it this one? Give me another one. Yeah, I love that. If Calvin is right. Stop. Calvin is right. Calvin is right. All right. I got it. Langston Hughes. Shout out to Langston Hughes. Very good. Very good. Excellent writer. I, I must admit, I've never read anything by Langston Hughes, like, you know, in, in its totality. But You're, we all got something to strive for, right? Right. We'll put that on your to-do list. Yes. Add Langston to the list. But I know who he is. I know he's a great man. All right. So next we have in the news. In the news. All right. We got some uh, some good stuff in the news today. All right, so let's start. We're going to start with my alma mater. And they are not in the news for anything good. I'm not even going to do the whole article, Angela. What I'm just going to say is the, the first time I read this news story, Bib Graves Hall, which is a building that, if, if I'm not mistaken, I had a class or two in. I could be wrong, so, but I think, I, I don't know. But I remember the building. Okay. All right. And when I went to Alabama A&M for a short period, too, and I think there was a Bib Graves, Graves Hall there. And I, as I read, there's Bib Graves on several uh, campuses in the state of Alabama. So as it turns out, Bib Graves was a staunch slave owner and all this kind of stuff. So ultimately, the University of Alabama has decided to put an uh, authorine Lucy Foster they're going to put her name on the building, but initially they were going to split the names. I think it was going to be called Lucy Graves Hall or some combination of the two names. And of course, people, some people were like, oh, hell no. Right. And some people were like, that makes sense. So in the very next day or two, I saw another article that says that they're taking Bib Graves all the way off. And I think they should. Yeah. So, first of all, that was University of Alabama, total buster move on your part. I mean, come on. Um, but to you, Angela, and you know how I think, like, uh, does it matter? And I mean this in a larger sense than just that building. But as we travel up and down the roads and go in different municipal buildings and interstates and, you know, whatever. All these places that are named for these slave owners or whatever. My question to you is, does it matter? And why does it matter? Does it matter that, you know, because when I was in class, when I was back at Bama, I didn't give a shit who Bib Graves was. Didn't know. And I'm just trying to, you know, eke out a little C so I can get on about my business and get out and go to work for Walmart, which was a disaster. But anyway, uh, <laughs> maybe I should have been concentrating on the names of the buildings. But I didn't give a shit. And, but what I so my question to you is: Does that kind of stuff matter? As we're tearing down all these uh, statues and renaming buildings and all that, does it matter? Well, in a sense, I would say it does matter. Um, but it really matters more so, in my opinion, with us teaching our kids um, more about our history ourselves because they're not going to teach it to us. But in the aspect of knowing that a building is named after a slave owner uh, or a KKK individual, 
Yeah, I, I think they I think that their name shouldn't be up there. I don't think that um I don't think at all um we should be okay with it by any means. Um because here's the thing, we have so many we have so many um African Americans that have done great things and their names are not on any buildings whatsoever. So it's like everything we see is representing a white person. Right. Okay. So when are we going to have people, individuals names representing us? Cause we have done some great things Right. now. We haven't gotten credit for those things, but we have done some great things uh, from flying airplanes, to Tuskegee airmen to um, electricians, etc. We've done some wonderful things, but our names are not on buildings. The super soaker was created by a black man. I mean, again, there are a lot of things that we have done that we have not gotten credit for. It, it was stolen from us. The credit was even stolen from us. Yeah. You find out years later that, oh, a black man actually invented the um, traffic light, the signal light, the lights. Mm-hmm. You, you'll find out so many things like that. So, yeah, yeah it matters. Yeah, yeah, it matters. Yeah, I agree, too. I think um, even in things like. Like just putting it in the air. Like I think there's something to uh, being in there, whether you cared or knew or didn't know that um, that name is on the building. Like if if I walked by a statue and never noticed it, and then I, you know, later come to find out that there was a slave owner or a Confederate general or this, that, or the other, I think it kind of does matter. It's kind of like putting a a, a funky scent in the air, right? And then you may not know where the funk is coming from, but you know you smell funk. And so that's how I think about these statues and all this bullshit that they got. And and the other thing about this is where can you go and, and a, uh, a group that was kind of uprising against the main authority, where, where else can you go where that is celebrated all over the place that's kind of silly to me right because in in other cases it's treason and you know all this kind of jazz but anyway but i think we get it let's go on to our next story okay what you think all right police fatally shoot sleeping black man during no knock warrant raid all right and so we ain't gonna spend a ton of time about this and i'm not really going to well i'll click it i'll click it and go in i don't want to misrepresent anything here So let's just see the details of this thing. Uh, Police in Minneapolis shot and killed a 22-year-old black man early Wednesday morning, this was February 2nd, after barging into a home to execute a no-knock warrant. Body camera footage of the shooting shows officers opening fire on the man, Amir Locke, within 10 seconds of entering the home. I won't go through the rest of that, but the gentleman was uh, shot and killed. So my question to you is, do you think no-knock warrants, and I was going to do some research on this and did not, um, but in what you know about no-knock warrants, do you think they should be a thing? Do you think they serve some kind of a purpose? Uh, And obviously neither of us are legal professionals, but just in your opinion. I think they could serve a purpose, but here's my issue with it. If you're not 100% sure you're at the right home Mm -hmm. you need to knock because there was an incident i want to say in 2020 
I believe there was a no knock warrant and they entered a lady's house who was um, naked at the time and they were at the wrong house. Mm-hmm. So. Was it her birthday? That's not funny. She was hanging out on her birthday. That is not funny. Shoot. So I do think that um, <laughs> there should not be. Like I said, it could serve a purpose if you know that the house you're going to and the individuals that you're going for are in that house. But then even knowing that, you don't know who else is in the house. I just don't think they do enough surveillance to know whether or not they can enter a home with with having a no-knock warrant. So in my opinion, after really thinking about it, you need to knock yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree. The lady, I wish I could remember how much she got. She recently settled on that. And that was very disturbing to watch the video. The naked, yeah. middle-aged lady. Uh, they were in the wrong place. And I don't know if this was no-knock or not, but I know they they came in. It was definitely no-knock. They walked in and she was naked. So, yeah, it was definitely no-knock. Okay, but they were in the wrong. It wasn't even her. They were in the wrong place altogether. And they, for like... Several minutes she stood there with no clothes on. Um, but she recently, uh, so not to say that that makes it better, but no. she, she got some millions of bucks. So, uh, shout out to her. Uh, I think I'm in agreement with you. I don't know. Now, here's where I'm a little bit different than most people. Uh, I think all this defunding the police is total nonsense. I think we need policing, 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 but we need fair policing. But the no-knock warrant, I, I don't see, I can't, I don't know why that would be necessary. Now, what I do believe is, you know, people talk about all these chances that we need to give criminals and, and be lenient and all that. And I think Jackson, Mississippi is an example of how if you let crime take over, your city is in the dump. Uh, from what I've heard, Memphis, uh, New Orleans, uh, parts of Atlanta, a lot of these places are really, really hurting because yeah. we run around here talking about, oh, the, 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 yeah. hey, I want strong policing around me. Um, you know, it definitely needs to be some changes made. But I will say the no-knock warrant needs to be a no-go, and they need to stop killing people. Think of, like, 10 seconds. All this go tens, and this, the guy had a gun. The young man that got shot and killed, mm-hmm. uh, and he was licensed, had a gun. He wasn't the person they were looking for at all. Exactly. And so that kind of stuff has got to stop. And it had been somebody else's home. It never would have happened. Right. So ridiculousness. Uh, total, total ridiculousness. All right. Let's go. Let's see what we got next. This will probably be our last one. Um, 55% of people, you probably can guess which people or at least which party of people, believe that nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court is not important. Um, hmm. We don't, I mean, there's not really not much to say about this, uh, but any any uh, any thoughts on that at all? No, you pretty much said it in the statement. We know which people feel that way. Yeah, yeah. So, but let me ask you this, though. Do you think, so when Joe Biden, when he campaigned, he said, if I'm able 
to nominate a Supreme Court justice, it would be a black woman. So he said that as a candidate. Okay. And so then as president, he said that again. Do you think he should have just said that to himself and is saying it verbally, putting a, like a target on his back? And you knew the moment he said that, you know, they're going to come out and start talking about quotas and the best qualified should get it. That's their, right. you know, battle him and all that. So uh, was he, did he play himself by saying it uh, outwardly in your opinion? Well, I mean, he did in that aspect, but also he did that for a reason. You know, that was also to help him get the votes that he needed in order to win. So mm. it was a strategy that he used, but could it, did it backfire a little bit? Yes, it did. Yeah. He need to come, come get these student loans. I too. was just about Joe, to say if that. if you're listening, come get these student loans like you said you would. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and another thing that I thought was pretty cool about this this topic is that um, Trump, and they found it, they went back and found it, Trump said if he uh, had the ability to nominate another Supreme Court justice, it would be a woman. He didn't say, he just said woman. woman. All these people, all these Republicans, that have a problem with Biden saying black woman, had no problem with Trump saying woman. So if you really read between the lines, right. You see what the issue you see what their issue is. Right. Right. So so I don't even know what to say. I want to say something nasty to them, but anyway. Shame, shame, everybody knows your name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that in kindergarten? I did. I did. That was one of the few things I remember from, from school. So let's get on to the meat and, and potatoes. potatoes topic of the day. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk through one. This is a blog post article from a dude that I subscribe to. Uh, and the, the gentleman's name is, if I can find it real quick, his name is Joel something. But he is a uh, certified financial planner. And his most recent blog post, and of, of course, all the articles we talked about and this article, we will uh, put in the show notes. So if you go under the description of the podcast, you'll find all the links. We hadn't been good about updating the website, but you'll find all the links in the, in the show notes if you want to read for yourself. So this, the title of this article is Let Your Frugal Flag Fly. Six reasons being frugal is cool. So not a problem for me. Yeah. So some people call it frugal. Some people call it uh, stingy. Some people call it cheap. Some people call it, you know, a lot of stuff. But uh, this article is saying here's six reasons why being frugal is cool. And we're just going to kind of run through it real quick, Angela. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So first of all, According to a survey done by Stick Deals a couple years ago, 92% of Americans consider frugality an attractive quality in a partner or potential partner. That's pretty hot, right? I think so. So watching your money, being financially conscious, 92% of Americans consider that an attractive quality. 
So not only that, 79% think that it's perfectly acceptable to use a coupon on the first date. Okay. So what do you think about that? Do you think Absolutely it's Absolutely not. Not on the first date. Do not use a coupon on the first date. That's just my opinion. Well, now, I got, here's the thing. If you are going to use a coupon on the first date, please don't let your date know. Well, I, I heard somebody, I think it was on somewhere, say that all you got to do is explain to the date, like if it's buy one, get one free, explain to your date that you ate the free one and you <laughs> and you bought hers. Okay. Right? Right? So, you know, no. just explain to her that you, you, you ate the free one and you actually buying hers. Okay. Don't try that. Hey, try it, try it, try it. I mean, I'm all for using coupons, but, you know, if you were asking me out on a date back mm-hmm. in the day, you could not have taken me anywhere with a coupon. I'm sorry. Not on the first date. No. Now, right. I could have taken you somewhere and used a coupon. I just think it's different for a woman to use a coupon versus a man asking a woman out on a date to use a coupon. What if he takes that $10 he saved or whatever he saved and buys her some flowers or something? Again, my opinion is if you're going to use a coupon on the first date, I wouldn't let the other person know unless y'all have talked about it prior to going on the date. But, you know, I don't think you should just spring it on the other person. Here's a coupon. I, I I don't think so. By the way, we got... $10 $10 off our next online order at Applebee's. So I know. Don't forget that. We got to use that in a next yeah. week or two. So Yeah, we do. All right. So uh, to move further in this article, um, the, the survey also talks about the difference in being frugal being and cheap. being cheap. So let's run through a couple of these. So the first one, th- these are the things that constitute being frugal. Being frugal is buying off-brand items. Which we do a fair amount of here. We yes. buy all brand items. Shopping at secondhand stores. Yes, and what you can find some hella cool stuff at secondhand stores. We had a really cool secondhand store in Ridgeland yeah. that we used to Is love. Is it called Repeat Street? Well, that's one that's mm-hmm. there now, but the place where you used to go to get your clothes from. Oh, half of half? Half of half. That we was, lost. Yeah, we yeah, lost that half. That was a of good half. one. But I, love, I used to love that store. Uh,. Seeking deals using coupons. I used to do a lot of Groupon, and I do a Brad's deals now. They send some, you know. Yeah. They basically shop the best deal that's out and then send it out every week or whatever. So I buy uh, buy some things through Brad's deals. Keeping and using old electronics. I'm definitely a person that likes to do that. Yeah, that old slow laptop you got over there right now. Yeah, and remember how long it took me to buy a TV? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what did the kids wanted to get a flat screen TV and it took me years. The only reason I bought it was because it went out. What was it? Thursday. Before it was, Thanksgiving before, year or whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it went out at a good time. Yeah. That's we the kept, only reason we, we got a flat screen. We TV. had that too for a minute. <laughs> a long time. And to be honest, let me just tell the real truth. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go buy that TV. I was going to wait till everybody else went and bought a TV, went to an apartment complex and get one of the TVs that somebody was going to throw away. Right, right. That's how frugal I am. Yeah. Watching movies and drinking alcohol at home instead of going out. No problem here. Hey, with all this killing that's going on, that's another good reason to watch your movies and drink your alcohol at home instead of going out too. All right. So those are things that are, are identified as being frugal. 
Next are some things that are identified as being cheap. You not, take the first one. Not leaving a tip, which you should never do. Hate it. As they used to say on, was it in living color? Hated it. They used to do those movies. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, I do. Hated it. Yeah, not leaving a tip. That's uh, that's not a boss move. That's never sexy. Not paying when it's your turn. Okay. That's never sexy. Whether you're going out with a friend, whether it's a romantic thing, if y'all swap out on you pay, I'll pay. You pay. When it's your time to pay, pay. And don't act like you forgot. Don't get quiet. Don't get sick. Don't. When it's your time to pay, pay. I didn't have that issue because I didn't pay ever because I didn't need to pay. Yeah, but when it's your friends, think about it. No, I'm talking about with you and right, I. Right, I'm just in life in general. Oh, well, uh, no. Gas money. You know, shit, if you, you need me to take you down to another zip code, offer me some gas money. That was you and your boys back now, in I'm the just day. Saying, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, in general, these are the things that drive people crazy. So if, when it's your turn, don't start hiding, you know, hiding in, in broad daylight and getting quiet and shit. Uh, <laughs> you Eat. read the next one. <laughs> Eating expired food. Yeah, that's cheap. That is I mean, cheap. come on now. I ain't talking about like milk. You know, you give it the sniff test, but but, I, but eating expired food, that's that's a problem. Relying on others to pay. I feel like that's a repeat of the first one. Except showing up to something that costs money and you you, you, you ain't got any. nothing. That's exactly. a problem. That's a, you you if you do that you're a manipulator too. Yeah. That's a manipulator move, right? Yes, that's a buster move. And if you're a guy and you're doing that to a woman, you really a manipulator, like a, a double manipulator. Mm. Like, uh, you know, some girl is paying your way for everything. That's a problem. Oh, and I didn't even see this until now. So I'm skimping on hygiene and self-care. Lord. <laughs> don't skimp. Don't, please don't skimp on hygiene. I'd rather you skip skimp on self care than hygiene. <laughs> and I certainly don't want you to skimp on self care. Skimping on hygiene. So what what is that? Not not brushing your teeth? Yeah. Only brushing your teeth every other day instead of every day. Not, not wearing deodorant. Not wearing so wearing the same underwear? Wearing the same clothes. Same clothes. Okay. Not combing your hair. Yeah. That's right. not yeah. That's not attractive. Yeah. So, yeah. You so, had a you had a coworker that used to come to work with her. Butter in her eyes. You, you oh, said, I yeah. do. I remember that. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Cow butter, as they say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so some key takeaways out of the survey as we start to wrap this thing up. 90.4% of respondents claim to have frugal habits. That's encouraging, actually. 90%. The number one reason they adopt frugal habits is to save for future investments. That's encouraging. I like that. Of those who have adopted frugal habits, 50.7% are now considering early retirement. So I love that. I do too. I love that. Angela, is there anything else that uh, our meat and potatoes was kind of light today, but I think we've, we've uh, had given people some things to kind of think on. Is there anything else that we want to hit on that? I think we're good there. Okay. Did we hit the, did we even talk about? One of the other articles. We might do a little rewind here because I think I left out one of my articles we wanted to get to. And Angela, I'm actually struggling with... Okay, here we are. Okay, one of the articles that I wanted to go to... Oh, and it's biggest day right here, but I missed it. More than 70% 
Where my swoosh at? We going backwards. We going back in time. Give me a backwards swoosh. All right. More than 70% of black Americans don't have a will. So that's the problem. And uh, from the Black Information Network, let's go through this real quick. Let's go through this thing real quick. I'm having problems, Angela. Okay, there we go. All right, so let's let's get let's get the facts out here. What is this? What is this article saying from the Black Information Network? Because this is a problem, y'all. This is problematic. So we all need to get together and uh, work on this. For a large part of Insecure's final season, Molly Carter. I don't know what in the hell we getting at here because I don't know who these people are. Spent several episodes trying to convince her parents to get a jump on their estate planning. Yes. After relentless prodding and a day walking through the paperwork and making decisions with Kelly, they finally got their will in place. And while Molly's struggle was depicted in a fictional show, the truth is her situation is a reality for many black families in the United States, including some of our beloved icons like Prince, Aretha Franklin. They did not have wills. And you see how long their estates and all that got tied up. So let me, I'm going to jump right here real quick, and we just answer this one quickly. Do you think the reason that we don't have wills is because we don't have anything in a lot of cases? Well, here's the thing. People think they don't have anything, but you actually do. So you're saying I got a vast estate somewhere? Yes. <laughs> okay. You're living in it. Okay. Well, this is my vast estate. Yes. Everyone needs to have at least a living will. Okay. So some people, and, and and neither of us are financial uh, gurus. gurus or advisors at all. We're we're gonna link this article, but you said you just use the term "living will," Angela. Do you know what that is or anything like that? Well, it's not to put you on the spot. Well, it's also called an advanced directive. Um, it's a document that expresses your wishes for your medical treatments that you would or would not want to use to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. So that's a living will. Um, I was listening to another podcast several weeks ago. One of the podcasts I like to listen to when we're not recording or doing research on our own is called the His and Her Money Show. And they had an attorney on there. His name was Ernest Fenton. And one of the things he went step by step of things that we should make sure that our parents have. And one was a health care power of attorney which is also in this article because everybody needs to have someone designated to handle their medical decisions if they become sick and cannot make those decisions for themselves that was one of the things he said the other thing he stated in there was that we need a property power of attorney mm. and most people wouldn't think they need a property power of attorney because they think they don't have anything mm-hmm. but you have something if something happened to you and I with this home that we are in having a living will, we could have our life insurance policies set up to pay off the house. Mm-hmm. And then whatever is left can be distributed to our son's mm-hmm. living will. Do you think people don't want to think about it because it's morbid? You know what? It doesn't really matter if they want to think about it or not. The fact remains that we are going to leave this earth at some point point in time and I feel like we're all doing our families such an um, unjust not to have these things in place Mm -hmm. because I know for a fact Mm -hmm. that if 
anybody has anything to leave to their kids and you leave this earth without a will, there is going to be some conflict. Oh, it's going to be some shit. I promise you that. And that I don't, don't matter. I don't black, care. Black, white, whatever. Exactly. I don't care what you said out loud. You can say, um, Stephanie can have this and Timothy can have that. And, um, uh, Erica can have this. I don't care mm-hmm. what you say. If you don't have it written down on paper legally, there's going to be some problems. You're going to have this one child or grandchild or whomever who's not doing crap, but going to want to move in or take over or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that stuff written down, it is definitely going to cause conflict. So my suggestion is, if you truly love your family and you want your assets to be handled properly, and we as uh, parents need to do this so that our kids don't have to bicker and fight over what we do have when we leave this earth. But if you have parents yourself, if we have parents that are still alive, we need to make sure our parents have done this as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, they say you you need to have a will or a trust. Well, a trust is better than a will. And if when you listen to the episode on that other show that I mentioned, the His and Her Money show, um, Attorney Ernest talks about how a will is like having a pay phone, mm. but a trust is like having a cell phone. Mm. Whereas you go to a pay phone, you can only make phone calls out. Mm. But a trust, you can use a calculator. You can... You can um, make phone calls out. You can get on the, you can manage your money on the bank. You know, a pay phone is, uh, what's the word? Uh, old news, but that's not the word I was looking for. Uh-huh. So we all need to make sure we have those things. Um, and I don't think enough of us understand just how important it is. Yeah. And, I, and I would even say, not only don't understand how important it is, just don't understand it. So maybe this is one of the first steps. Just open this article. Go listen to the episode that she's talking about. You know, there's a lot to unpack. By no means are we saying that we got it. But, you know, start using the kind of tools that are out there. Um, And the other thing, I'll say this on top of having a will. um, Because if you have something written down and it's notarized, that is a will. But I would advise you if you have assets like land or money in the bank if you have any funds in the bank even if you have someone's name on your bank account you still need to have someone as a power of attorney even that can cause a problem so in order for you to keep things from having to go to probate get a living trust it is so important just having someone's name on your bank account is not enough you need to take the other measurements but outside of all of that i was going to say everybody also need to have life insurance that's another problem everybody needs to have life insurance that's why we when we leave we don't have anything we have to do these gofundme um accounts no let's get some life insurance people yep and uh a couple other points from this article here uh brixton diamond co-founder of the black house foundation and a board member of the online estate planning platform, Gentrio, told the outlet that probate costs could eat up 3 to 8% of an estate value without a will in place. So Hello. you just alluded to that. 
And a quote from her, so many families lose their family access and ownership of land, uh, raising the issue of potential disagreements that may arise without mm-hmm. a will and what to do with property that's been in the family for a generation. Uh, if you if you haven't prepared to pay the taxes and get the mortgage covered, the home will at best fall into disrepair and at worst fall out of the hands of the family. So you can see how horrible all of this stuff is. So to kind of wrap this up, um, state attorney Portia Wood told the CNBC that anyone over the age of 18 should have a plan in place. Uh, the misconception is that age is a factor that you're supposed to be old to do estate planning or you're supposed to be wealthy to do estate planning. And it is just wrong, she says. So, so yeah, so the, the article will be there. You can click through it. I see down here, it says uh, at the bottom, click here for more tips. So, Hey, you know, f- get into it. We're going to get into it. Take a look at it. And, uh, you know, we can write some of these, these wrongs that are going on out there. All right, so we had to catch that one in reverse. I almost forgot about that one. What's up next, Angela? All right, next I'm going through here to see what we got next. It is called Would You Rather? Oh, yeah, Would You Rather? Would You Rather? Who's doing it, me or you? I am going to ask you the question. All right. Okay. Hold on just a second. I wish I had some Jeopardy music, but I don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? No. (laughs) I know the answer to this one for you. Would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night? Would I? All right. so, So essentially you're asking me, so from out and from now on, I either got to go out just during the day or just at night for the balance of my life. Correct. Uh, I would only go out during the day. So that means you'll never go out at night. I can do that without a problem. Okay. Yeah, I can do that without a problem because, uh, you know, I like taking walks. Uh, if I'm going to go, I don't even like driving at night, to be honest, you know. I, I saw something funny on uh, YouTube the other day. It said, uh, if you get over 50, what did it say? If you get over 50, friends with benefits, a friend with benefit is somebody who can uh, can drive at night or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't even like driving at night. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that one's easy. I, w- I would definitely go out during the daytime, and that's cool. I ain't got no problem with that. Okay, what about this one? Would you rather labor under a hot sun or extreme cold? Labor? Like I, I got to work outside in the hot, hot sun or the very, very, very cold? Exactly. We're talking eight hours a day, five, at least five days a week? Exactly. Woo. I'm going to say extreme cold because I hate the hot, 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 hot. And I'm hoping I can bundle up, bundle up, bundle up, bundle up. But I'm quitting either one of them jobs anyway. So, <laughs> but I'm gonna say the extreme cold. But I, I, my notice is in my pocket. <laughs> all right, all right. Those are some good ones. Those are some good ones. All right, we're gonna throw in a little extra today. We're gonna do a tip for today. 
And I say that our tip for today is to talk about a little stock and let people know that, um, is it Google that's about to split? Yeah, yeah. I read the other day that Google is going, see, now you got me on the spot. Do your research, y'all, but Google is about to, okay, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. So you'll be able to buy some Google at at a discount here soon. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen. But we did read the article that says Google is going to have a stock split 20 to 1, which is nice. So there'll be some affordable Google out there. Yeah. And y'all, that's another thing about um, leaving a legacy to our family. We can buy stock now. It's not like it used to be in the old days. We have everything we need at our fingertips. Robinhood, Stockpile, all that stuff. So all the many, many apps. Yes. And I can't even, I don't even know enough to talk about crypto and nfts and all that but certainly just basic buying stock you can even buy fractional shares so if you don't even if you can't if let's say a whole share is really expensive you can buy a fractional share uh and yeah. and robin hood stockpile some of these apps are very uh user reputable reliable user friendly all that stuff so check it out check it out research it if, if you don't do nothing but research from here or if you know a lot about it Send that back to us. You can get on here and talk about it. So we can run this thing any kind of way you want to run it. All right. We're about to wrap things up, but we have to do our today's quote. All right. Quote of the day. I'm going to pull it, but let you read it. All right. You pulled it out of our magical quote bucket. Is it a good one or do we need to reshuffle? All right. It was a keeper. Here we go. Here's our quote of the day. There is something immensely scary about putting yourself out there for people to love or hate you, fan or pan you, review or screw you. And that is from L.V. Lewis, Fifty Shades of Jungle Fever. There is something immensely scary about putting yourself out there for people to love or hate you, fan or pan you, review or screw you. I like that. I like that too. Nice little play on words there. So, shout! I never heard of that person, but shout out to them for a, a, an excellent quote of the day. All right, everybody. Angela, what else we got? That's it. That is it. All right. All right. Good. Good episode. Good episode. High five. Let's see if your hand can be seen. If you're on YouTube, you can at least see Angela's hand right there. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up like we always do. Well, my good people, thank you all for listening. If you like the show... Like, share, subscribe, do all the stuff, leave a review, send it to two friends, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I think you can also rate on Spotify. Um, That helps us grow. Uh, We want to hear from you. What are your biggest takeaways and action items from today's show? Any topics or guest interviews that you'd like to hear on future episodes, let us know. You can contact us by leaving a comment at thewellroundedwolf.com or email calvin at the wellroundedwolf.com we'll see you with another fresh episode in two weeks we're We're out out. Peace. peace that's a good one that was a good one another high five all right let me find our you know what here it is If you're still here, 
you deserve a treat. And here it is, your dad joke. What musical instrument do you find in the bathroom? A tuba toothpaste. Okay. Tuba toothpaste. Peace. (laughs) 